Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Good day, everyone. It is Easter here in the United States at this moment and around the world. And so we are here live this morning on Solution Sunday to celebrate the rising of humanity. <laughs> and so good morning, Keith. We are here with Keith Leon S., our monthly guest on this beautiful show. So Keith, good morning. <laughs> uh, hola, hola. Happy beautiful Sunday. Happy Humanity Rising Day. <laughs> yes, indeed. So as it is Easter and so many people do um, celebrate this beautiful day, this occasion, many people have different um different traditions and different understandings of what Easter actually is. So let's start out just by asking you, what does Easter mean to you? Well, it was so funny for me as a, as a child, because I was very aware of everything around me. So I would be at church and I'd be like, wait, I'm confused. Is it like the resurrection of Christ or Easter eggs, like <laughs> Easter bunny, right? And they're like, well, that's what we do, you know, so the kids can have fun at church on that day. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I was always inquisitive and questioning, you know, from childhood on. And uh, and I always brought my own interpretation to every holiday, right? I've just always done that since I was a child. So for me, it was like... Um, when I heard resurrection, I heard about, you know, the raising, you know, from the dead back to life. For me, it was like, oh, this, so this is the perfect time of the year. And I love to do it, you know, other days, but another day where I can remember the truth of who I am. And I can, uh, I like to call, I like to call it National Self-Love Day, right? Self-Unconditional love day because i think that's you know jesus taught so much about about love 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 all love all the time so it's for me it's like remembering the truth of who i am day and that i'm not just a meat sack in a body right i'm not just a, a brain you know neurons firing what's behind all of that right i am a soul i am light and i am love and i'm about to cough <laughs> And thank God for mute buttons. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So for me, the the resurrection is re me remembering what people would call the Christ consciousness in me, and that is the part of me that that loves and is loved, and unconditionally loves. And the second that I don't unconditionally love, then I'm 
noticing and then working towards that and get there really quickly. <laughs> so that's always been, I think, my gift. Uh, and, I, and I received a, a gift on my 50th birthday uh, where Mara put together a scrapbook. She asked all these people to write their experience of me and what they feel and know about me and put together a whole scrapbook. And, uh, and it was cool because both of my boys said, my father unconditionally loves me. And I just thought that was so beautiful to hear from them. There's like, there's nothing I could ever do that would make him not love me. And they put their own words on it, but they both said the same thing. And I was just like, oh, and that's really when I started looking like how I am with people. And I was like, wow, for, for the most part, that's true. And then if I'm not feeling that, then I go to work and figure out how to get there. <laughs> Right, as quickly as I can. I love that. You know, when I was <clears throat> when I was a really little girl, I would go to sleep at night and I would lay in my bed and I would just become part of this field of unconditional love. And in that field, I, I realized that there's no judgment in unconditional love. There's only experience. And in that moment, I understood that what what that actually means when they say God is love. Like there is no there is nobody in guy in the sky, you know, taking notes and you know, oop, you screwed up, you're going somewhere else. Like that isn't how it works. That's Santa Claus. Right, exactly. Yes. So I've always understood that unconditional love is literally unconditional but i also understood that on this planet unconditional love really isn't a thing other than the pets i knew that our pets always had unconditional love but most humans love is super conditional that as long as you're doing whatever you know as long as you're not making waves and you're doing what we want then all is good but as soon as you start coloring in crayon on the wall you're in big trouble <laughs> i was like whoa what <laughs> happened to me <laughs> like, <laughs> so i love this i love this idea of of you um looking at this day as a day of really remembering unconditional love. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful day. And I, I, I just, I love to witness people and, and um, see the joy of whatever they're, they're celebrating. You know, it seems like a, a day where people are just filled with so much love and so much joy and, and, uh, I feel like that's what it's really about. You know, this morning I got up uh, before sunrise so I could be at the beach at sunrise because I now have a professional camera. And there's a woman who was her birthday today and she was getting baptized at the beach at sunrise. So I got up and was down there for that. And, uh, and that was fun to witness. And Lisa, you would have just cracked up because they, they went out and they're like standing in just above waist deep water and all of a sudden I just see this set coming right? oh. <laughs> he, he, and so he looks and he's like oh the guy who's baptizing her and he's just like, go so he 
He <laughs> baptizes her. She comes up. The first one wave hits, and then right behind them, and I have this on, <laughs> on photos. You can see this giant wave right behind them come up, and then pitch, and then break, and then, yeah. and then he's. They both like held held tight sideways, and the wave washed through, and it's just like, whew, I'm glad he saw it because it would have knocked them over. <laughs> I was just like, of all the interesting timings, it was like the biggest set of the whole. It happened right when they went out. <laughs> wow, the, the ocean yeah. is uh, the ocean assisting in the baptism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Making sure that it was a fully baptized moment. <laughs> yeah, so great. Well, I see uh, on Facebook. You- you can still see me, so that's good. My screen has gone completely black, so oh, no. I can hear I can hear you, and I can see that we are still on on Facebook, so that's good. Oh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> my my screen has stopped on Facebook, so I'm not exactly sure, but I see. Yep. We have We're people still, still commenting. So good morning, everyone. We've got Christina and Michelle and Delbert and Lori and Brenny and Kathy. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Easter Sunday. You know, one of the things that I um, kind of focus on on Easter Sunday is, is this resurrection, this the light body. You know, we are never really taught about the light body. And, you know, I think that was so much of what the message was is that when we are in command of our light body, we are in command of all parts of ourselves and that we can literally make the physical body stop. Mm. And then by reactivating the light body, we can bring that back to life. I think that is part of what that whole message was of of Jesus or Yeshua on the cross was that it's not permanent. We can reactivate this body. We can reanimate and there is no death. You know, I think that was the biggest message that there is no death. And I think that gets overlooked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, you can't you can't put light out. <laughs> Maybe you can put fire out, but you can't put light out. Light always is. Energy always is. And exactly. when you put us under a microscope, scope, it's all just swirling energy, energy, energy. We are energy. And um, yeah, you can't extinguish that. So just moves on it goes some somewhere else right Um, it's like when we understand that that we have a light body that the light body is made of light that it is a geometric configuration it is it is the the configuration of our soul it's our each and every one of us has our own totally unique configuration the soul who we are is created completely unique. There are no two souls that are exactly alike in all of creation. Although we do have the same 
template, but we are all completely and totally unique. And when we start to understand that we are far, far more than these physical bodies, that there is literally no death, we stop living in that world of fear of death. Look at all that's going on in the world because we're taught to be afraid of death. We want to do everything we can to avoid dying. And here we are on this beautiful Easter, remembering that there is no death. This is about the resurrection. And for me, it's about resurrecting our consciousness to remember who we actually are. We are these incredible beings of light. We are not these physical bodies, but we are the light body. We are made of light. And that is who and what we are. And just like you said, you can't extinguish that. We can we can forget, we can live in this state of amnesia where we believe that we're just these physical bodies and that when, when death comes, that's the end. It's like, well, when the physical body stops and we step out of the physical body, a lot of people get super surprised to realize, whoa, I still exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> right here. Whoa, here I am. There's my body. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true that I kind of in my early 20s, late, well, probably late 20s, I was really, really into this subject of um, life after life, right? <laughs> That's what I'll call it, <laughs> life after life. And uh, and I actually started interviewing people who had had near-death experiences, who had crossed over and yeah. came back. And I asked them all, like, what happened for you? And so I'll use four as an example, because there was a lot of them. And uh, one person said that they saw a great light and they went to the light and they saw, you know, God was there and Jesus was there. And uh, another one said that they saw like a white tunnel. And when they got there, their family greeted them. And then uh, the third person said that it was like a soundscape. It was like swirling light and patterns with that kind of new age, whoa, you know, kind of harp music and, and, and new age music. Uh, spinning and then uh, the fourth example was a guy who said it, it was nothing it was just black total dirt nap right there's <laughs> nothing there was nothing so uh, my follow-up question was great thank you for sharing all of that and before you had that experience and you left your body and you died what did you believe what happened and the first person said they believed that there would be a light and they would go and God and Jesus would be there. And another one said that they believed that there would be a white tunnel and at the end of the tunnel would be their family. And the third person said it was they believed in light and swirling patterns and soundscape like new age music. And the other guy said he believed that there was nothing. It was a complete dirt nap. And so, uh, so for me, this Yeshua, right, this teacher uh, that, that my mom kind of forced me to go to this 
church when I was a kid, so I figured if I was there, I, I would listen to what people were saying, and I was getting things in a different way than people were saying, but the one thing that I heard over and over and over again from the pulpit was uh, was this guy saying, it happens as you believe, as you believe it's done unto you, pray believing that you have and you'll receive, right? So I really got clear, like, so how I, what I believe will happen when I leave my body is what I'll get. Right. And that came clear with each person that I, and that's that's a documentary I would love to to make in the future as well to document that because I didn't document that. I just asked people. Right. When I was young, we didn't have all the great easy equipment that we have now to just throw. We didn't have a camera to pop up and just hit record. Um, But, yeah, I would love to document that because it's I I found that to be true over and over and over again. I think I could ask 100 people out of 100 people, and it's going to be a match every time. It's what they believed, right, is what they got. So that makes me think to be really careful about what I believe, what I put into my thoughts, (laughs) what I watch, what I listen to, (laughs) right? And... uh, So that's, you know, again, today I use as a reminder. So, okay, to remember the truth of who I am and to remember things like that and then spring forward. I think for me, this is what a lot of people use New Year's Day as, right? They make those New Year's resolutions. I don't really do that on New Year's Day. Uh, However, I think I do kind of do that on this day, right? My own version of that. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm going to hit the gym or something like that. But I but I do remember like, okay, so, you know, how, how am I doing with unconditionally loving? What's, am I remembering the truth about me? Am I, have I been beating myself up at all this year, right? Because my, my goal is always to go a whole year without ever beating myself up <laughs> and I've got pretty good at not doing that uh, so yeah just just continuing uh, taking another another cut at the same thing yeah it's pretty uh, interesting times I wish I had had a camera phone back then <laughs> yeah right oh that would be an amazing documentary I would love to watch that you know yeah. when we you know so many people have read or heard Anita Morjani's story about, you know, she was down to what, like 85 pounds or something and in the coma and, you know, had been given the the last rites. And then she steps out of her body. She goes to the other side and she goes, whoa, she has the light bulb moment. And it's like, oh, it's either love or fear. I was choosing from fear the whole time. Duh. Oh. <laughs> you know? And she's like, hey, let me go back and let me choose again. <laughs> and when she pops back into her body, she's like, I got this. Like, I can heal myself. I understand now why my body stopped working because I stopped allowing all the light to move through my body. I was so shut down. I was in so much fear that I didn't have any living life force energy coming through my body. And so all of a sudden, hey, I didn't die. So I can check that fear off my list. (laughs) And now I can come (laughs) back and I can start living from love. 
And what I really love about that, I, that whole concept is that when we choose love, love is literally the, li the fabric of the universe. It is the living life force energy that permeates all things. But when we forget and we start choosing from fear, we literally start to shut down all of the channels that that light can move through. Mm -hmm. And just like Anita Morjani, you know, once you shut down all those channels, there's nothing left. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, you know, how can we use this, this day to literally start resurrecting the flow of living life force energy? to us and through us so that we can open to the flow of abundance. We can open to the flow of joy and all possibilities. How can we use today to start open up those channels again? Mm. Yeah, I remember when you were uh, talking to Brenda Castor, right, Brenny, and mm -hmm. I remember she said something that I'd been saying for years and said it exactly you know love is the answer to every question and uh that's one of my favorite statements of all because <laughs> i think it's true <laughs> can always be traced to uh you know anything people are like well you're saying love pays the bills right <laughs> right well <laughs> right <laughs> let's take it back <laughs> you know yeah absolutely you take it back to uh, doing what you love Right, the money will follow. Uh, loving everybody unconditionally that you're working with, uh, even whether they're client or boss or or anything, uh, you know, who are they going to give a raise to faster? The one that's <laughs> super mad and angry over here, or the one that's like, "Good morning," does great work and is is pleasant all the time. It's like anything they can take and trace it back uh, to love, right? especially when things are going and flowing well, right? And uh, I love that. It's it's either love or fear. Yeah, it's so, so true. And uh, I have I have left left my body, you know, a, f a few times. And uh, and that was the easiest thing ever. I mean, right. when, it, when I'm out of my body, it's just like, wow, this is okay. This is simple. This is, this feels good. This is easy. I, there is no fear there. Right, you could be flying around on a journey and and out over the water and and <laughs> swirling and doing all kinds of stuff. There's no there's no fear there. You know, fear is like a man-made construct or um, AI construct, if you will, or a programming that's been programmed into us. You know, purposely, I believe. Exactly. Uh, because if everybody didn't have have fear right then a heck of a lot of products wouldn't be selling right now <laughs> right <laughs> so many so many products based on fear so it must be cultivated in order to sell products and um yeah <laughs> i could go a whole another way on that but <laughs> yeah you know it's fear is used to control people you know, if yeah. you don't do this, then there's going to be dire consequences. 
okay, well, I wouldn't want any dire consequences. So I better do the thing that, that my body's telling me I shouldn't do so that I can avoid some dire consequence. Like, we really need to get over this, people. <laughs> like, we really need to start realizing that the only dire consequence is us giving up our seniority, giving up our own authority to other authorities out there. Right. You know, and one of the biggest ones, of course, that I talk about all the time is the ability to keep our own bodies healthy and fit. And there is no other authority on your body. Like you are the only authority on your body because you are the only one living in there. There is nobody else living in there with you. And we each have our the, the ability to keep ourselves healthy and fit and happy. And it goes directly into this fear or love. Right. When we are living in fear, we literally shut down all of the flow of love and life force energy that is flowing to us 24-7. But we're the ones in charge of that spigot. And that fear turns it right down and the flow just starts to wane. And then we wonder why we don't feel well. We wonder why we don't have any energy. We wonder why our bodies aren't functioning the way we want them to function. But if we're living in fear, doubt, guilt, shame, blame, worry, this is why. <laughs> like, this is literally why. And the answer isn't in a shot or a pill or trying to avoid death. The answer is to live and to really start to realize that in this, this whole beautiful, incredible universe is here in support of us. Energy is here to serve us 24 seven. And it is here to reflect our every belief. But as soon as we start believing in things that don't match unconditional love, then we start to experience things that are not unconditional yeah. love. And that's kind of like, I've heard you tell your, your story many times and what I always heard, because <laughs> we interpret, we have our own interpretation, was I heard you saying, basically you looked at all the places that you weren't in balance with that love, unconditional love, right? So, okay, stress, that's not love, all right? And anger, that's not love, right? And it, it's like every quality that can create um, unwellness in our body, right? That people call sickness is, uh, yeah, it's just an imbalance, right? It's the opposite of love. All of those qualities are the opposite of love. And um, when you get back to love or fear, I think one of the biggest fears that create all kinds of friction and all kinds of madness is money fear. And that's another thing that's created, <laughs> right, for us. But but <laughs> thanks, <laughs> powers that be. But it, it's, I've always, especially when I was younger, 
really needed drastic signs to really get something. So here's a really drastic thing that uh, my wife and I created to to really get to the other side of the money fear piece. Uh, the first time that we got, we, we wrote a book together and we were speaking at events together, but it was like 20, 40 people, maybe 100 tops, right? That was the biggest room we had been in. All of a sudden, we got booked to speak at an event that had 980 people registered. So I'm good with that. I go to work. Uh, Mars getting really starting to stress out. Uh, there is no money in the business account, so it's kind of like here's make or break, right? So if we go to this event and we do well, then we can pay the rent, we can pay the bills, we can keep our business, everything. But it's that it's that choice point, right? So <laughs> and uh, and and it's like okay, but if we don't, then what? So. So I've found and asked so many people and traced it back to the number one fear that kind of people have money is being homeless. And so that was my fear, right? I thought, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to lose my home, I'm going to lose everything, and then ultimately I'll probably lose my mate because she doesn't want to be with the guys that can't make any money and is homeless. And so I'm making up all this pressure about how I have to do well at this event. And then Mara is not only has that piece, but she also has fear of speaking in front of anybody bigger than a room that we were in before, but not saying it to me. So she has this uh, tachycardia thing that comes up that, that nobody's ever was able to diagnose that she finally found out what it is <laughs> and uh, after years and years. And and we're both empaths, right? And, and she's big-time empath. So the day before, she has an episode where I can see her heart beating in her neck vein it's so bad she's laying on the ground she's like in pain and and she won't let me call the ambulance and I really thought she was gonna die and she was in that for hours it was the longest episode ever there had been a minute or two in the past but this went on for hours and then finally she got through that and then she's like no show must go on so we go on stage 980 people right in the room uh she's just like ah she's in a fear storm i'm uh i'm doing well and at this event that we're at the people who are at the event when it comes to the part where you offer what your services are at the end of the talk are all used to hearing it in a certain way and and it, that certain way was with nlp and like sorcery and hypnotism and fear, right? And I had I had written down that template and learned it because I was, you know, training in that way of speaking, and uh, and so it gets to that part and I start doing what they call the the bookshop, right? I think they call it, and the bookstore, yeah. So I'm um, selling my program and I get partially the way through it and then I just said, you know, I'm not doing this. I said, I know you're used to hearing it a certain way, but we're relationship experts, right? We were asked to be here today to represent that. So that that's got to mean something to you. We got John Gray, the number one of, guy of all time, Minna from Mars, Minna from Venus author, right? To endorse us on our front cover. That should tell you something about us, right? We have tools that work. That's what he said. Keith and Marleon have powerful tools that work. The number one guy of all time said that. So that's why you should work with us. No fear, no none of that stuff. Nobody moved. 
nobody. Uh, sold a couple books, one home study course, I think. Certainly not en enough to pay the rent, <laughs> the hotel room, right? <laughs> uh, not the rent, not the bills, not food, not anything. Uh, because I didn't do it the way that the person who owns that company in the events, or he kicked me off of the next day, which was I was going to do the book piece, kicked me off the panel where I would have been up with the other experts and seen as an expert, you know, because I didn't make it money. So, uh, so we go up to our hotel room, and and I'm crying. I'm like, I'm sorry, I let you down. You know, Mars like, no, it's okay, it's okay. I go out. I go. I just need to go outside for a minute. So I go out on the deck of this hotel room, and it just all starts spinning. I'm not going to be able to pay the rent, blah, 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 homeless, right? Go straight to that. It's like number one fear. And then I, and I let her down, and I'm like the worst, and, and just spun out. And so I'm really, really, really high up at this hotel. And so I look at the ground, because it's many, many floors down, and I think all I have to do is like jump over, and it's over. And I was like, I'm going. And I literally got a leg over before I saw my son's, my youngest boy's face say, Dad, why did you do it? And then my oldest saying, I don't understand. Like, what's the, you know, and they were just, I saw them mourning their father's death over something so trivial, right? And and I saw them hurting. And so that all came in a flash. And I was like, whoa. And I stepped, whew, brought my leg back, whew, took a couple breaths. And then I said, I just have to go in right now. So I went inside and I just said, honey, to my wife, I, here's what almost happened. And I just told her. And she's like, why would you even think that? Why would you do that? And I started crying. And I'm like, I let you down. I, you know, I failed you. We're not going to have, you know, oh, ultimate, go straight to the homeless piece right after a bunch of other ones. And I get to that. And she looks at me and she says, honey, I love you. That's it. Like, I love you. I will live on the side of a mountain in a tent if I have to. And as long as I have you, I have everything. And uh, and we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. God's got this. We, we always find a way. We always find a way. But you, like, you're the one that I love. And if I have you, I have everything. And uh, And that was the last time I ever worried about being homeless. That love, like you said, right? Like Brenda said, like I say, love answered to every question. Like love took away that fear that had ran me my whole life about being homeless. And I realized I had someone who loved me so much that said they would live in, this, in a tent on the side of a mountain and, and would still be happy as long as we, we were together and had our love that we had cultivated. And um, so I always think of that. When you say, you know, or when and Brenda says love is the answer to every question, that's that's the moment that I think of that shift uh, where I realize that there is nothing else, and and I don't have to fear. Uh, I don't have to have money fear, and and you know I worked. It took years to really work uh, through the money piece, right? To be feel to become a match for money that until I became a match for money, it just, it just wanted to run away from me because, because I was needy. I felt like I needed it. 
if you're in a relationship with someone who's needy, what do you want to do? You want to get away from them. Well, I feel like the energy of money is the same. So as long as I felt like I needed it, right, it ran away from me. I had to shift my energy and become a match to it, right? And believe that uh, that I was deserving of it, and that I that I any any money that anybody circulated and gave to me that I that I was worth that, <laughs> and, uh, and really that's when things really really shifted for us uh, financially was to become a match for money. And that's why, and, and all the people that I know, like I have many friends that are millionaires and some that are billionaires and every one of them, if we took every penny away, they would have it all back within a year because they're a match for it energetically, right? They don't feel like it. they need it to buy stuff. They feel like um, they're doing good work and that the more they have, the more people they can help and the more they can give and the more things they can create or they can gift people or tithe, right? They all have that that mentality. The more I have, the more I'm able to give back, right? Oh, winner, 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 right? And those and the people who aren't that, that's when they, they were up and then they lose it. And then they're up and then they lose it, right? Because they were just thought money was going to buy them happiness or they go out and spend it on a bunch of stuff. They never learned how to how to manage it <laughs> right and just spent it instead of circulated it right forgot to tithe like like I, that was one concept that I did take from traditional re- religion you know was the if, if it happens as you believe and then they say if you tithe 10% then it will come back to you multiplied and you believe that what a great way to make some <laughs> Right, make some extra money fall into your account and tie 10%, believe, and then see all this magic money come into your account and say, well, that's unexplainable in any other way. So I kind of always have loved the the tithing piece and uh, and loved to do that. But it says where you get your spiritual food. So it doesn't mean it has to be a, a church, right? It could be you for doing this every month. Right. Anybody who watches this comes every month can tithe to you because this this is where you get another place where you get. Um, yeah, yeah. So I always think like, who are the, ooh, ooh, who are the people that have touched me and, and helped change me? And those are the people that I love to to tithe to. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. You know, such a such a powerful story about. Um, you know, thinking about ending it all, you know, I've been in that, I've been in that same, same place multiple times. And every time I was just about ready to, to go, however, that was going to look, um, always, always something I'd be like, all right, so what's going to happen next? Like, you know, once I step out of my body, what's going to happen? And I would always realize that just because I stepped out of my body doesn't mean the problem's going to go away. Like, it's not a magical, like, oh, now it's all done. Like, no, like you have to work through your stuff, (laughs) like either in your body or out of your body. Like your stuff doesn't just simply dissipate and vanish. So you know, 
I did at one point I did cut I I breathed myself out of my body. I just like I was done. I was just like, oh, I'm I just I let go of everything. And Mother Mary popped right in. She goes, Congratulations, you just died. I was like, wow, that was easy. And I was like, uh, I can't just leave everything undone. I can't just like step away and ask other people to clean up my mess, you know, having other people to, you know, to deal with whatever it was that I was refusing to deal with. It's like, um, you know, so pop back in. <laughs> it's like, all right, it's time to actually deal with my stuff. What are the limiting beliefs? What are the things that are blocking the flow of life force energy? What are the things that I have been believing about myself that are not true and simply blocking everything that I desire? And like, once we start to actually look at our stuff, we start to realize like, oh, that wasn't even true to begin with. Like all the things that are blocking us are literally lies. Yeah. Like and that's there's another nothing thing. blocking that's us. That's another, another thing she said too. She said, do you think like our family would let us live on the street? Do you think like even our clients, do you think if we reached out to any of our clients and said, here's what happened, that they'd be like, yeah, good luck with that. Like, really? Like there's so many people that love us. Nobody's going to let us be homeless. You know, it's just not, a, it's not a thing. All we would just have to be willing to ask. That's all. Right. Only way we'd be homeless is if we were too prideful to ask for help or support from anyone. So I was like, whoa, holy mother of perspective. Wow, the way that it would take me right out of that fear and put it into like reality was the opposite of what I believe was true. Just like you said, it was not one sliver of truth in it. That ultimate fear that I had, you know, homeless, that was the, that was the biggie, right? Uh, that was the biggie, but it's not even, it wasn't even a thing. Not even possible. Yeah. Unworthiness. That was my big thing. You know, that I'm not worthy of any of this, that, that, you know, what I have to offer isn't of value to anyone, that my perspectives or my understandings aren't valuable. And yeah, that, that was like a huge thing. Cause yeah. You know, the stuff that I understood to be true, like a lot of people still have no clue that that stuff is actually true, you know, or that, that you can literally just heal your own body. Like you actually don't need to go to a doctor to find out what's wrong with you. <laughs> you can literally start opening that flow of life force energy back up and feed and heal your cells and bring everything right back into balance. Like it's actually true. <laughs> like I've experienced it. Many people have experienced it. Many people don't go to a doctor. Many people understand how to just simply bring their own bodies back into balance. But right. I call, I call you. 
Hey. <laughs> Just so you so you all know, this is where I go. I call her when I got something going on. Hey, what are you thinking about this? <laughs> right. hey. Let's, can we chat? <laughs> so I'm getting ready to go on the road again, right? Driving again. And uh, so it was interesting. About like a week or two ago, I started getting a little bit of body pain again right that Ooh. Lisa by the way helped me get rid of and I was like oh isn't that interesting because we're getting ready to travel soon again and I'll be driving in the RV oh is this a new story or is this an old story right <laughs> new story old story oh that's definitely an old story my subconscious mind reminding oh when I drive you know it's really hard on my body and rah, rah, rah. it was starting that up again already we're not even on the road yet so i was like well thank you thank you for showing up now so that i can deal with this now so that i can drive comfortably <laughs> with ease and grace as i travel <laughs> longer than i thought i could or ever did <laughs> since we've had this thing right and uh, if needed i could i can have a long day of driving so yeah yeah it's really a beautiful beautiful truth that you teach and uh, and helped me to get to you know get to that place i'm grateful yeah it's like we we really don't need to live with pain we don't need to live with chronic things you know, chronic's not a thing unless we make it a thing, unless we turn it into a thing. You know, and right. in order in order to keep it that way, I had to keep dragging it forward, dragging it forward, right? <laughs> keep dragging it forward into the now to keep recreating it. Because it was in the it was in the past, but not when if I use that word it isn't. Right? And then that just kept kept me dragging it behind. I always like think of Santa Claus with the big you know, sack of presents, like huge sack of presents, kind of uh, struggling and dragging that present, big bag of presents behind. That's that's what I see. It's like, wow, do I want to let it go or do I want to uh, labor carrying it and forward? <laughs> right? And uh, I have a, a chiropractor, in energy worker, who would do work when I'm on the table. He would do stuff to help me release things and then he'd be like so you know when would be when would be a good time to release that would now be a good time yes okay great let it go boom and i let it go and then uh and he'd say now don't pick it back up <laughs> right <laughs> keep it there <laughs> oh, too funny yeah you know so many of the things that we're dragging with us are literally just beliefs and you know, so many of the things that, you know, for anybody that's been paying any attention over the last couple of years, we start to recognize that a lot of the stuff that we have been told isn't true. Like, it's simply like there's no basis in fact or reality in a lot of the things. And we're starting to realize, like, wait a second, you know, I don't need to live with these chronic conditions. Like, you know, it's making a whole bunch of people a whole bunch of money for me to be living in a chronic condition. Like, what can I do to simply alleviate that? And, you know, so many of once we start to recognize the incredible self-healing capacity of our bodies and 
why our bodies are doing what they're doing. You know, we've just simply been taught that our bodies are being attacked by diseases. And very few people actually even question that because it's just universally accepted as a truth. But guess what? It's time to resurrect our consciousness. It's time to wake ourselves up and realize that every single thing our bodies are doing, they're doing on our behalf. Our bodies literally shift and change themselves in response to our thought patterns. So when we have a thought pattern of, I'm not okay, I can't digest this, you know, there's something wrong with me. Why can't I, why can't I make my life work? There's got to be something wrong with me. Well, those are the things that are the bodies go, well, here, let me help you with that. Let me do something to help you with that situation so that until you figure it out, I'm just going to do something to help you with that. And then we go, oh, no, I'm struggling with this thing. And now my body is doing this thing and there's something wrong with my body. Like, no, our bodies are literally trying to help us. And 99% of the time, just my own number, when the pain shows up, when something um, unpleasant shows up in our body, it's literally the body is now in the healing process. Mm -hmm. And we have simply been taught that there's something wrong with our bodies. We've never been taught that our bodies are designed to heal themselves automatically. And we've never been taught that healing is the painful part. Mm. That healing is actually uncomfortable because it's the body reconstructing itself. It's literally the body resurrecting its blueprint. Because when we have gone off the rails in one direction, the body does something to help us. And then in order to come back into balance, the body has to resurrect itself. It has to reconstruct itself. That's called healing. And that's the painful part. So on today's beautiful Easter, you know, let's start looking at how can we resurrect ourselves? How can we start resurrecting our own body and bringing our body back into blueprint? What are the things that we are carrying around in our psyche that are not true, that are preventing the body from returning itself to blueprint. Right. Which is free of stress and full of love. Yeah. <laughs> like our and bodies get brand new cells all the time. Our bodies yeah. are constantly rejuvenating themselves. Yeah, they that piece that you just said about themselves. That piece you said to the level of our you, consciousness. Yeah, that piece you said about you know pain being your healing, that that was huge for me because even at at the beginning when you know days where I was in pain, I'd be man, man, I am 
really healing today. I am so healing today. (laughs) I'm really healing right now. And just, just saying that instead of the other was, was a huge shift. And then, uh, and working with you was really proof uh, also besides the tools that you gave me to work through it, but really proof that uh, John Martini, I think was the first person that said the quality of the answers I receive are based on the quality of my questions. Ask quality questions, you'll get quality answers, right? And uh, and that was the thing, you know, the questions that you would ask. And then some of those stuck with me and and, uh, and that one was, that was huge was, oh, okay, so is that current or is that an old story, right? <laughs> is that right now or is that an old story that you're dragging forward with you? And I was just like, oh, God, that's a quality question. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So that's what I'll dr- ask myself when I'm driving. And that's what shifted that. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, I had claimed and, and, and recreated what that word you used earlier pain in my body <laughs> and had had it for a long time because i kept dragging it forward and i really released that that part of it and then i started driving in the rv and then it was like i could only drive a few days a few hours i mean before like this pain would come in and then i, I told lisa you know and she was like oh so is that an old story or a new story and uh is that new information or old information? And I was like, that's a great question. I'll ask myself that. And I did while I was driving. And it, as soon as it started coming on, I was like, oh, is that a new story or an old story? It's old. It's old. Okay. What's the new one? Oh, I can drive as long as I can and want, you know, in, in, in comfort, in ease, in grace. What are the other words that I haven't been, that I haven't been saying, proclaiming, naming, accepting, creating? What are those? What's the opposite of the other words that I've been using? And then those were the words I was using as I was driving. It just like literally shifted everything, right? Because everything is energy. And <laughs> the questions I was asking was quality questions now, <laughs> instead of ones that would take me backward. Yeah. Always forward, never backwards. <laughs> right? It's like we've got to, in order to get the answer that we actually desire, we need to be able to ask the question that will evoke the answer that we desire. You know, in my in my journey, you know, I was asking the question, why me? Why is my body not working? Why is this happening to me? You know, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I really don't want to know the answer to these questions. I don't want to know what's wrong with me. I have no interest in knowing that. I want to know what's right with me. So what questions do I need to start asking that are going to start revealing the answers? You know, so I started asking a better quality question, like, what do I need to know about this in order to get it to change? Like, that was a huge question for me. Instead of just assuming there's something wrong with me, which is the question, what's wrong with me? That's just simply an assumption with a question mark at the end. <laughs> it's not yeah. an actual question. <laughs> so, you know, what, what do I need to know about this? And pretty soon the answer just popped in. It became completely obvious. Say, like, hey, Lisa, you're not being attacked by some disease. It's not what's happening to your body. It's like, Whoa, in that moment, it was just 
like the whole world opened up and I realized, oh my gosh, my body is functioning exactly the way it is designed to function. So whatever my body is doing, it's doing on my behalf. I was like, I need to start looking at it differently so that my body can start functioning differently so that it can start functioning at blueprint rather than at lesser than blueprint. (laughs) I had years and years and years and years where I, uh, other than that one thing, uh, where I had no no sickness anything and i was at that time i i I was spinning all the time spin any time that i thought of it for years every organ action and function of my body is working perfectly every organ every action every function of my body is working perfectly every organ every action every function of my body is working perfectly and if i wasn't working singing you know you know in a conversation with somebody i was spinning that and i literally did that for years and it was just like universe my body every action function and cell in my body were like going okay all right and i could just see i would visualize them regenerating restoring recreating and and just spun that as a mantra for years and it just it kept me out of everything (laughs) out of the hospital after even needing cold medicine none of it it was just like wow wow other than this one thing that i was carrying forward with me i was like i got nothing this is the best (laughs) right and uh that there was more work to be done for that one thing (laughs) than spending that the body was doing what it needed to do and it was like no and and everything is great there and as long as you keep dragging that forward we'll keep creating that for you too so (laughs) exactly you know i love that mantra yeah once we start to understand that our bodies are super intelligent and every single thing our bodies are doing is a response to our consciousness and we start to go all right well hang on i have this this pain in my shoulder all right what is it that I'm, that I'm shouldering? You know, what relationship am I struggling with? Because this is related to a relationship issue. So let me look and see what is it that is causing my body to do this thing. So, because it's never the body's fault. And we start to understand the intelligence of the body And we just simply go, all right, my body's doing this thing. So which means that I've got an imbalance over here. Let me look at the imbalance over here. And then the body doesn't have to reflect that anymore. You know, this is the the shift that we all are going to have to go through to start to reclaim our power Mm -hmm. as the infinite souls that we are. To be able to live in heaven on earth, to be able to follow Jesus's or Yeshua's teachings, because everything that he taught was everything that I can do, you can do too. (laughs) Like, I'm not special. I can walk into the leper colony. I don't have to wear a hazmat suit. I don't need to wear a mask. I don't need to get protected to walk amongst the lepers. And the ones who are ready to heal will hear the message. They will grab onto the energy and they will literally heal themselves in my presence because they'll have the shift of consciousness. 
Right. He didn't have to walk around in the hazmat suit. So it's up to us to start listening to those messages and start to realize when I manage my own energy, when I stay in balance, when I don't allow the fear to control me, when I can stay in myself, I can affect change in the entire world. People literally do in heal themselves in my presence many times. You're one of them. We had, had a simple conversation. I didn't do any blah, 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 you know, wave right. a magic wand. It was just like, here, this is what's actually true. And boom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So let's so let us resurrect the knowing of the truth about us that we can heal our own body, that we are good enough, that we are worthy, that we are loved, that we are swirling energy, that we are made in the image and likeness of the creator itself, which is this beautiful love energy that literally breathes us as nearer than hands or feet, right? Um, let us resurrect the truth about us, all of the good qualities, all of the God qualities, whatever you want to call it, it's the same thing, right? All of those qualities that are the truth of who we are and that which we were born knowing before we were unprogrammed to know it. That's a good, that's what to resurrect on this beautiful day. Exactly. Yeah, Branny says, thank you both for this uplifting conversation. It's a time for absolute renewal. Yes, it is. So it is. <laughs> so we, on this beautiful day, we invite you to resurrect yourself, to start yes. recognizing where is it that you are holding on to limiting beliefs? Where do you have some fears? Where do you have some doubts? Where do you have some worries? Those are the things that are the lies. They're the things that are literally not true. And how can you simply address those things and resurrect the brilliance of you? How do you open up that flow of living life force energy and the love of the entire universe, allowing all of that to move to you and through you so that you can live as the love you are, creating heaven on earth for yourself and for all those around you, giving everyone else that opportunity as well. Heaven on earth starts inside. It starts with each and every one of us, the soul, is the solution to heaven on earth. Heaven is not a place that we go after we die. So we already got rid of that today. There is no death. <laughs> we are the soul right here, right now. And we are this unconditional love. So how can we resurrect that within us? So it is. Keith, thank you <laughs> so much for joining us for this beautiful Easter Sunday. We love having you as our monthly guest on Solution Sunday.
thank you, thank you. Is there anything that you would like to say to close out our show? Well, you said it all. Thank you for those who have joined us and spent this time with us and those who will see this moving forward as a, as a replay. Love and blessings to each and every one of you. Thank you. Yes, thank you all, everyone. Wishing you a very happy Easter. And what can you do this week to resurrect yourself, to let all of your brilliance flow through? Yes. Until next week, we wish you all a fantastic week. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.